Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> Knowing God, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, but tonight, in the next three and a half minutes, <laughs> I want to talk about the role of the Holy Spirit in what we just witnessed corporately. I have entitled this message tonight, Set Apart for Me. And another role of the Holy Spirit, as he uniquely sets apart individuals and a people for his purposes. He summons us for trial and testing. He seals us, and then he sends us out. And we see this process having an, an old covenant precedent. Numbers, the 11th chapter. God coming to Moses, he says, gather for me. You see, at the very essence of this, it's not just about what a people do for one another. But God says, gather for me. Seventy men from the elders of Israel, whom you know, whom you know. And it goes on in verse 17. It says, I will come down, speak with you there, and I will take of the Spirit, capital S, not just Moses' spirit, but God's spirit. This is old covenant now. I will take of the spirit who is upon you, listen, and I will put him upon them. I love this translation. I will put him upon them. Something happens when God calls out a man or a woman that he takes a unique portion of himself and places himself on and in that individual. And understand, this is a president that is pre-Pentecost right here. Then God sets apart an entire group of folk, an entire tribe. He sets them apart. Numbers 8 the Lord said to Moses, take the Levites from among the other Israelites and make them ceremonially clean. You see, being set apart by God, it starts by being ceremonially clean. Certain things that obviously God has to do, but some things that we have to do in accordance with his instruction in order to be positioned, to be clean enough for God to be able to even use us. Are you hearing something here? You're to bring the Levites before the Lord, and the Israelites are to lay their hands on them. And Aaron, Aaron the priest, is to present the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the Israelites so that they may be ready to do the work of the Lord. We find this principle of setting apart, moving into the new covenant. God has set apart a people, a holy tribe now called a holy priesthood, a royal nation, this time called the church, a royal priesthood with himself as that great high priest. Hebrews chapter 7 talks about Jesus as the priest. Do we have priestly duties? Yes. But we need to understand now that we're not talking about an ironic priesthood. We're not talking about just a Levitical tribe, but that Jesus himself has gone before. And he's done all of the work himself as that great high priest. And while God had ordained Jesus as that great high priest, 
there was yet still a public moment when that was affirmed by heaven. It was at Jesus' baptism. Jesus baptized, much to the consternation of even John the Baptist. And as he was baptized, heaven opened and began to speak about him. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. It says the, the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And then it says Jesus, being about 30 years old, began his public ministry. Confirmed by heaven prior to being publicly released. We move on into the early days of the church, Acts the 13th chapter. And it says in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, and Saul. It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And you see, often in this setting, there is a transition and there is a shift. There's a transfer. In this particular case, we see a geographical transfer. Things are moving now from Jerusalem to Antioch. We're seeing a different cast of characters in this particular moment. Where the central figures being Peter, John, and James, now they're being taken up by Barnabas. And who will now become known as Paul. It says, as they ministered to the Lord, as they, we see these five individuals, and I don't have time to talk about these five, but it's a very interesting group of people. They were teachers. They were prophets. And it says, while they were ministering to the Lord, that word ministering there is where we get our word liturgy from. They were about the normal duties of what they did in the church. And it was in this moment that the Holy Spirit spoke forth to them. And so we see that it's God himself by his spirit who sets us apart for service. Jesus qualifies, the spirit sets apart. Now it would be wonderful if it stopped there. and We could all go and eat a cupcake or whatever they've got out there. We could applaud these people, but let me tell you the next step. For those who just got ordained tonight, God summons us for testing. Whee! Yes. He summons us for trial and testing. Jesus baptized. Heaven opens. Daddy speaks to him. The Holy Spirit descends upon him. He's ready to launch out into public ministry. Yay! And then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tested for 40 days. Oh, yes, these men and women that we ordained tonight, they've been tested. Could I say, it's just beginning. Because now as you have kneeled and we've squeezed your head, 
and people have applauded you. Let me just tell you, you're marked. You're marked. You thought you were before. It's on. But listen to this. Jesus led by the Spirit. Once again, we talk about the role of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit himself will lead us into these moments. Oh, we're good Pentecostals. We're loosing and binding and binding that loose and smacking and doing that in Jesus' name. It's the Holy Ghost. Who is saying, I got something for you. 40 days. Let's find out what's in you. And some of you that are sitting there and I think, I'm glad I wasn't on that stage. (laughs) Congratulations. By virtue of being in this church, you may as well have been on that stage. You know, there are churches that it, they're easy to hide in. So we get lots of chairs in this room. I can hide. You know what's amazing about this room? Pastor Brett and I can see every one of you from here. Even in the, in the, in the cheap seats in the balcony. We can still see you. And there are churches that there's easy to hide in. Let me say, I hope Grace Covenant Church never becomes a church that it's easy for you to hide in. It's easy for you just to come and applaud and, ooh, Pastor Brett, know that Bible? Yes. Tiffany, sing it, girl. Pastor Paul calls and says, not just are you in a small group, but why aren't you hosting a small group? Why aren't you leading a small group? The Spirit will summon us to trial and testing. Wow. You know, it would be great if this was the beginning and the end, whether it be at the altar of salvation or a moment of setting apart of ordination. The problem is it doesn't stop there. 1 Peter 1.7 says, these trials have come so that your faith of what? Greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine. Romans 16.10, greet Apelles, tested and approved in Christ. 1 Timothy 3. They must be tested. Pastor Brett read that tonight. First be tested. And then the Holy Spirit himself seals and secures that which he sets apart. That which he summons for testing and trial. He himself, by that same spirit, he seals and secures us. Aren't you glad of that? Ephesians 4.30, don't grieve the Spirit of God with whom you were what? Sealed for the day of redemption. 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says, guard through the Holy Spirit that dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. I don't know about you, but whatever it is that you've got on the inside of you is so valuable that God himself has to be the security force. That which Timothy had been entrusted with was so precious. 
that the Holy Spirit himself had to come say, I got the codes here. Ain't nobody going to crack this. I'm guarding what's in Daryl. I'm guarding what's in Keith and Roy. I'm guarding it myself because I'm the one that died that it could be even put there. The Holy Spirit's pretty, he's pretty intent and pretty intense about this where you and I are concerned. He secures it. And then once all that happens, then there's ascending. The same passage in Acts 13. It says, so after they had fasted and prayed, the it's a woman, hadn't we already done that fasting and praying thing? We, we get the understanding there's a gap of time. That moment that during the normal course of ministry, these five men who were serving in some type of governmental capacity in that moment allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to them and says, get these guys. There was some gap of time. It says then after they fasted and prayed, They placed their hands on them, and what did they do? They sent them off. See, it's not just a matter that we just just stay in the place where we are. We stay unchanged. We just have a moment of, of, of public affirmation, public affection for labor. But there's a launching. There's a sending. Something else happens. And the sending, it may not be to the nations right now. It may not be to go with Pastor Paul to plant a church. And the time keeps moving. Where's where's he? He was asking me. He said, "Did the time frame just change again?" Yeah, just keep just hanging around a while. You'll be out here in about sixty days at this rate. (laughs) Enjoy it. It's been fun. But there's movement. There's motion. There's a sending out which is a two-part process. You see, where the Spirit sets apart, the church sends out. Listen to me. Through the laying on of hands as the Spirit himself sends forth. Years ago, we had this little charismatic ditty we used to sing. We didn't have songs back in the day. They were ditties. I'm sorry, they were ditties, you know. Father Abraham, I mean, so... Some of you haven't been alive that long, all right? Grown adults doing the, never mind. Only one thing about them, we remembered Scripture as a result of singing those songs. Let me just tell you, we did. But we used to sing this song about, Lord, send me to the nations. And I had just enough sense as a Christian and just enough fear of God, I refused to sing that song. Inasmuch as Moses had told God, kill me if you love me, that wasn't an idle threat. He wanted to die because he knew God would take him at his word. And I knew if I started singing that song with everybody else in there, God will say, got you. (laughs) This whole idea of going to places where there are insects I cannot identify and food that may still be moving and all that. I mean, it, didn't, it, had, it held no interest for me. But the big joke about the Holy Spirit. 
Sing it if you want to. I'm going to send you anyway. <laughs> Don't like to fly? Tough. But you see, there's a sending that God does that the church affirms. And tonight as we laid hands on these men and women, we hope they're going to be around a while, but part of us hopes that they won't. This is the conundrum with relationship and family, is that we want everybody to just do what? Let's just stay together. Us four, no more. Yes. We love everybody. It just doesn't work that way. And the Spirit is the one who orchestrates that sending. Are you with me? The church hears, yes, we lay hands on and through apostolic and prophetic unction and authority, we say, go, sin, plant, build. But it's the Holy Spirit who orchestrates the whole thing. Set apart, summoned for testing and trial, sealed and secured, and sent out. And that's what you witnessed here tonight. But you see, you didn't witness it just from your seats. I hope you were hearing something tonight. And not a matter of, I want to be on that stage where somebody will honor me. You, did, you, you heard the wrong thing, if that's what was happening. But I hope that tonight is the Holy Spirit affirms some transactions that happened with these few dozen people, that the Holy Spirit did something in you at the same time. Pray with me.